Return of the King Chapter 16 Bob's Your Uncle The boys first noticed her because she was a 5 foot 10 blonde in a tight sequined mini dress and pencil heels at 3.30pm. She came out of the Walgreens next to the McDonald's carrying a box of Caniston products under her arm. They kept watching because she walked like John Wayne. It was an exceptionally peculiar gait. Jerky, wide, slow, upper body seeming to float as if all the propulsion and direction came from her pelvis. She half crab walked, half swung her way across the car lot where she smashed in the passenger side window of a large pickup truck with the box. She shoved an arm through and unlocked the doors. Later, when they tried to describe her face to the police, they found they couldn't. The photo fits were bizarre. Each one was off in a different way. Nobody looked like that. The lads on the corner, watching the strange woman while they shot the breeze and swapped football bants, found her unnerving enough that they moved from the street to a parquet a block over after they dialed 911. One of them had been sufficiently quick thinking to call the cops when she got in the driver's side and managed somehow to start the truck without the keys. Whatever this woman was on, crocodile, bath salts, driving was not going to turn out well. She'd sat idling in the car park for some time. The police told them later that at some point after they left, a Canadian man had called in at the drugstore to buy energy drinks and protein powder. On his way out, the woman had floored the gas pedal, mowing him down in front of tens of horrified shoppers. Luckily, his overdeveloped muscle had formed a kind of protective exoskeleton that shielded his internal organs. His arms and legs were broken, but he would survive. If he had been only 10 pounds smaller, his death would have been a sure thing. The officers called it a miracle. But who was this woman? Why had she deliberately targeted this man? It was a mystery they would never solve. Darry was knocked flat by the news of Bob's accident. He was genuinely shocked that events had accelerated to such a degree. This was a wild ride and he wasn't in the driving seat. Luckily, the convention centre had taken pity on Mamcon and had agreed to push events back a day so that Darry could visit Swalbob in hospital and the other speakers could have some time to organise security. Darry sat by the bed while Bob fitfully slept, moaning and twitching, presumably acting out the dreadful scene of this afternoon over and over in his oxycodone-coloured dreams. 
The doctors told him Bob was going to be okay. His head and internal organs were thankfully without injury. He would, however, never be able to lift weights again. The bones in his arms and legs could be reset, but they would never be as strong. Nobody had told the patient yet. He was in too much pain to process information like that. Why don't you just tell him he's going to die then? He swore Bob. Swole. If he's not swole, he's not Bob. Just, just fix him. You have to make him better. Just do anything it takes. Look, I've been through his wallet, his bank account gives him insurance. Just, just give him everything. Darry cried a little when nobody was watching and held on to the one small finger poking out of Bob's plaster cast. It was his fault. He did this. Bob was one of his people and he, Darry, had fucking destroyed him. What right did he have to inflict this level of pain and damage? Only someone extremely ruthless and powerful would do something terrible like this. It would take a huge amount of chutzpah, sheer bravery, decisiveness to make such a decision. He stopped himself there, a little shocked that he'd gone that far. Bob's horrific injuries were indeed evidence of Darry's influence, but maybe it was in bad taste to feel almost excited by that thought. For a moment, he wobbled slightly. This kind of power, it felt really good, almost godlike, but his heart was telling him it was wrong. He felt sickened and ashamed. Bob was stirring. wasn't such a bad thing after all. Bob was saying he was glad. So should Darry really be so upset? This internal argument would circle his head for hours. In the end, as he polished off his tacos with Malcolm and Vanek, he decided to go the middle way. He would acknowledge that poor Bob was totally fucked and feel really sorry for him, but at the same time, he wasn't going to beat himself up. He didn't have to be proud of it, but excessive penance? Nah, that wouldn't help Bob get swole again. Next time on Return of the King, Chapter 17 blowing in the wind. Find out how Mamquan reacts to this tragedy. Will they pull together or will they fall apart? Come and listen.